right, just before I begin, you're probably wondering what the heck am I wearing? <laughs> but this has a sentimental value, and you know, if I had a choice, I wouldn't be wearing this today. But you know, um, ever since I was, uh, um, I started my journey with God and with Jesus, um, I had dreams of preaching. Um, ever since I was young, and and this one time, maybe about a year and a half ago, I approached Pastor Benjamin, Pastor Sonny, uh, you know, that I had dreams of preaching, and then. Pastor Benjamin goes, open that closet. It was right across his desk. He pulls out the suit, and he's like, I don't know if it's going to fit you, but this is what he presented to me, and I promised him. You probably don't remember, but I promised him that the first time I preach um, at Living Hope that, that I'll wear the suit. It's a, it's, a, it's a little big. It's a little big, you know, maybe, maybe one or two sizes, but... You know, it's going to do, it's going to do. But hold on. I just got a little toasty. All right, well, let me introduce myself. My name is Jason. Um, my Korean name is One. A lot of people go by both. And, um, you know, I went to a Korean church, grew up in a Korean church. My pastor, he was from Korea. He didn't speak much English. It was broken English. He was a, he, you know, he was a loving man. He loved me. But uh, I don't remember a single message uh, he preached. It's probably, probably my fault, not him. But, uh, you know, like we would, we would even go into like retreats and we'd sit down at this table and the lunch, you know, the cafeteria ladies would come down, all the leaders, we'd, we'd be sitting down and he'd be eating a salad, right? And then the, the, lunch, the lunch ladies were like, oh, pastor, you must be, uh, you must be vegetarian. And he, he'd be eating a salad. He goes, Oh, no, I'm Korean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, um, you know, I grew up in that kind of church until, until I came. I, I went to this one conference, and uh, I heard Pastor Benjamin speak for the first time. I didn't know who he was. It was this Korean, you know, youth revival service. And I remember, man, I heard him speak, and I never saw a man with such fervor for the Lord, such passion for God. And I remember I prayed a prayer that night. I said, God, if I ever go out all out for you, if I go out all out for you, I want to be just like that. You know, and I was 16 at that time. Uh, I'm 24 right now. And just, you know, just that, that teenager boy that was dreaming of, you know, becoming someone like that and being entrusted now at his pulpit. Uh, you know, it's a great honor and privilege to be here today. So, you know, Pastor Benjamin, thank you for, you know, your inspiration, being a model, you know, a father to, to not just me, but, you know, to everyone in this house. So thank you. All right, let's bow our heads. Let's pray real quick. Um, God, um, it is an honor to be up here. And I pray, Father God, um, that I, as, as I'm up here, God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that I will not speak out of my own knowledge, God. I will not speak out of my own wisdom, Lord Jesus, but I will speak, Father God, the words, Lord Jesus, that um, you have implanted inside of me, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Father God, as I speak your word, that it would accomplish, God, what it has intended um, to accomplish, Lord Jesus. So, Father God, I pray, Lord Jesus, for open ears, and mostly, God, for open hearts. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 So, I was, you know, I was praying to God, wondering what to preach about, and, you know, we're on this whole uh, one thing's physicality process. And so, I thought, you know, I, I hit you guys up with some facts. And, um, you know, just last this week, last past weekend, uh, me and my buddy Sam, we went to Pastor Benjamin's house. He's like, 
hey, you want to go? You guys want to come over? We're like, yeah, for sure. Like, we felt kind of special, right? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, they, they, they invited us. But lo and behold, you know, we were there to clean out his garage. <laughs> but, but, you know, no, it was a joyful time, you know, whether we're doing work or, or you know, getting revelation, it's, it's all good. But during that time, you know, he was digging up, you know, all these old stuff that in, in, in the boxes. And we found, he found some old messages and he was like, you know this one? You know what this one's about? And he started explaining to me about um, the whole point of the message was, you know, there's, there's when you guys play a video game, you know those, like, underlings? They're not that strong. Like, chances are that when you, you know, hit, hit, hit them a couple times, they're going to die, right? But then when the big boss comes, man, you know he's going to be strong. And so today I want to approach, and I'm going to give you guys the leading cause of death in America. We got to start attacking the bigger problems in our life because once we attack the bigger one, once we attack the boss, you know the game's over. You don't have to fight the little petty things anymore. So I wasn't going to use that one, but I had to use it. So the number one leading cause of death in America is heart disease. It's a quarter. It accumulates to a quarter of all the deaths in America. 600,000 people die each year because of heart disease. Isn't that crazy? Heart disease. And you know what kind of, there's multiple different kinds of heart diseases. But one heart disease, it, it's more. So out of all the heart diseases, more than half is, is just blown out by this one heart disease. It's called coronary heart disease. And what that is, is it's a narrowing of your blood vessels. So your blood vessels, they tighten up. Why? It's not because, it's not, they don't physically tighten up, but because What's the inside? What's inside? The, the inside, it accumulates with fatty materials, with plaque. It just builds up, and it stops, or even, it even slows down blood flow, preventing blood to nourish the rest of your body, you know? And so I, I looked that up, and then I said, wow, God, you know what? There are many things that we have built up in our spiritual hearts. You know, that has prevented us, that has deprived us of nutrients to the rest of our body. That has cut off the blood supply, the very source of life. And today, God wants to heal your heart today. So scripture, uh, today we're going to look at Matthew thirteen fifteen. So if you guys could turn to your Bibles. If you guys are there, please say amen. Amen. All right. That's my cue to go. All right. I'm going to read it for you guys. This is when Jesus, he is explaining to his disciples why he's using parables. And um, he brings out the prophecy of Isaiah. He says, hearing you will hear and you shall not understand. Seeing you will see and not perceive. For their hearts have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Lest they should understand with their hearts and turn. So I should heal them. That's from Matthew 13, 15. And so I want to exp- um, go back on that verse. Jesus explaining why, why, he, why he's explaining uh, in parables. And they said, you see, but you don't understand. Right? You see, but you cannot perceive. You hear, but you cannot understand because your hearts have grown dull. So dull, when do we use the word dull? It's usually in terms of when we're describing an object, something Opposite of sharp, right? Like a pencil or a knife. And the thing is, the more you use a knife or a pencil, the duller it becomes. 
right? You don't use a pencil, it gets sharper, or you don't use a knife. The moment you guys start using it, it becomes dull. And Jesus has says, your heart has grown dull. How is that possible? The thing is, that's the dead things. The more you use dead things, the more they become dead. But the live things, the more that you use them, they become alive. But, the, but Jesus has says, your heart has grown dull. How is that? How is that our hearts have grown dull? Why? It's because there is something inside of your heart. You have letting something live inside of your heart for so long that has prevented your heart from working properly. And that was the word of the Lord today. And God, he wants to remove the things that we have just accumulating in our hearts. It's the very source of life. Proverbs says, Proverbs 4 says, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. You know, the heart is the most central, the vital place. You know, it's the vital organ of our bodies. If our heart stops pumping blood, everything else stops. The heart, it nourishes, what, our our lungs. It brings oxygen to our lungs so we can breathe, to our heads, to our organs. This is central. Your heart is central, right? So if this stops working, everything else becomes, it, it just stops working. And so that's why we see in, in the scripture, hearing you will hear and you shall not understand. Seeing and you will see, but you will not perceive. Once the heart stops working, you, you could still see, but you won't really see. You could still hear. I still hear, but I don't really understand what you're saying. Why? Because our vision and our, and our, and our hearing, it has become twisted, a little bit distorted. Because we're not getting that oxygen that we need from the spirit of God. And so the things that we used to see... Right? The, the things that we used to conquer over our lives. The things that seem possible. Now it looks like it's impossible. I can't do it anymore. I just, I just don't have faith for it anymore. You know, the things that we used to hear. The, the encouragement. All we, all we hear is encouragement around us. But your ear is just open to that one discouragement. That's all you hear. You're looking for understanding. Wisdom comes into your ear, out the other. You don't really hear. It paralyzes us. When we're stripped away from the source of life, the very source of life, yeah. it paralyzes us. It leaves us immobile. We cannot function. And, man, just to bring a story, you know, when I was in college. Uh, <laughs> so you guys probably know, you know, all my, all my Korean buddies, we all met at Davis. And so, um, you know, Chris back there, homeboy Chris, Mickey up here, Pastor Mickey. There's one time we were in college, and we were just, we were so bored. Um, and, uh, and this one night, we're like, hey, guys. And kids, kids, if there's any kids out there or, or anyone listening, don't, don't do this at home. But, uh, but there's one time, um, we're like, hey, you know what? Let's, uh, let's pass out. Let's pass each other out. We're like, what? How, how do you do that? You know? And so what you do is you breathe hard for like, like 10 times, like, <gasps> But that if you deplete your oxygen, and then against the wall, they, they hold your jugular. You have two big jugular veins running right here. It supplies most of the blood to your head, and, and you hold it like this. <laughs> and so, you know, I've never done this before, but apparently, you know, they experienced it before. So, so <laughs> they've done it before. And I was like, what? Why, do, why, are we even, why are we doing that? And they're like, no, 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 come on. Come on. And so we're like, all right, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> they've done it before, so... First, Mickey goes down, you know. We, Mickey goes, <gasps> and then we hold him, and then he goes, <laughs> and, he, and he goes down. But Mickey, you know, he's, 
he's still a little bit conscious. He's not totally out. He's like, oh, like laughing, you know, and we try to, we try to slap him in the face, but he, you know, he caught a couple of blocks. Next was Chris. We got Chris. And you're like, oh. pass out Chris. Chris goes, oh. he goes down. And then Chris, he's, he's a little bit more, um, more, uh, yeah, he got more phased by that. So he was like, oh, oh. And then me and Mickey were just slapping him in the face. Because you're seriously, you are immobile. You cannot do anything. He, he sees you, but he, can, he can't gain consciousness, right? And then it was my turn. It was my first time. Chris helped me. He says, whatever you do, bro, don't spit. And I was like. <laughs> and so we had to do it a couple of times. Finally, I did it. And. You know, I don't, I don't really believe all that they said, but they said I passed out, and I was, <laughs> I, I was twitching a little bit. And, and so I woke up like this, like, oh, and then I woke up. And, you know, I don't, I don't like to, uh, you know, uh, yeah, okay, anyways. <laughs> the whole point is cutting off the blood supply, it will paralyze you. Yeah. Yes, that, that, that was the whole point. Don't do it. Don't do it. Some of us today, you know, we have let the enemy infiltrate our hearts. We have let our guards down and we have let the enemy come back in. And what fill our hearts with all these different things, right? Whether it's pain that you've been dealing with, bitterness, whatever, anger, frustration, discouragement, and you just let it linger there. And God, the Spirit of God wants to renew you, but it leaves no room because your heart is just stuffed. Your, your hole is just getting smaller and smaller and smaller for, the God, for God to work through you and in you. Inside of you lives a flowing life, but there's something in the way. There's something in the way. What is blocking your heart today? What is blocking your heart? And so... Um, you know, I was, I was wondering, um, we're in this whole one thing's physicality process, and um, I'm not going to lie, uh, you know, I haven't been to Thursday Thunder in a long time. I got work. You know, if I didn't have work, I'd come, and so I had to ask work off. I, had, I said I had, you know, really important arrangements, so, you know, I made my way out here, but, um, you know, I realized, I was thinking to myself, it's not just about... Um, this one thing is process, but just in my life, you know, like if I have goals set up, if I have things to accomplish, what is getting, what is the biggest um, obstacle there is for me to accomplish this? And I was just thinking about it, and the Lord just said inconsistency, inconsistency. And so I was just thinking, man, you know, like there's times where we made New Year's resolutions, and you know, you're going hard for like a good couple of days, you know, you're eating right, like I said I was going to eat right, no sugar, no ice cream, no brownies, no cookies, whatever, whatever, right, I'm going to work out three to four times a day, blah, 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 and I make all these arrangements, and all of a sudden, you know, that double chocolate, mocha, loca, maca, shaka, shata, fudge sundae, it's calling your name, so you take that one bite, you take that one bite, and what happens, you don't stop after a bite, right? You guys done that before. I, just one bite. And then, okay, just another one. And then another one, right? And you end up eating the whole thing. Why? It's because you already feel like you're defeated. So you use that as an excuse to just continue. You know what? I already ate this ice cream. I, I might as well just eat a pizza. You know what? And I'll start fresh tomorrow. You know, tomorrow is a new day. Tomorrow is a new day. I'll start tomorrow. 
right? And that's a lot of times, that's what we do. That's what we do. We let one compromise, one compromise, and it leads you to sin and this sin and then another step. And then all of a sudden, you got this whole junk piled up inside of you and you don't know how you got up there. Just because of one compromise, that's all the devil needs. It's just one compromise. The Lord gave me, um, you know, as I was doing this, the Lord says, you know, many of us, including myself, we have made secret affairs. We have made secret affairs. Its name is compromise. And we birthed a child named inconsistency. You know what? Compromise. Compromise. The moment you compromise, okay, just, just one time, it just brings inconsistency into your life inconsistency and you know what a lot of times we're just saying oh why not it's just one it's just one but that's all it takes all it takes is just one inconsistent lifestyle it will build up inside of you and all of a sudden you have an inconsistent diet or right you don't eat right you have inconsistent workout you have inconsistent habits you have inconsistent thinking patterns you have inconsistent character why because according to the situation uh, you know just, just maybe one time, maybe it's not that bad. But what you don't know is in the inside, it's building something. It's building something. And you know why? Because I'll relate this back to the heart. The heart, you can't feel. You can't feel plaque building up inside of your heart. You can't see plaque building up inside of your arteries. You can only test it. You don't go, oh, man, I think my coronary artery, it just, it just you know, it feels a little blocked. No, you can't. You, can. you know, and that's the, that's the reason why Americans and people, they don't work out. It's because they don't see immediate change. Compromise. What's the reason for compromise? They don't see immediate change. And we live in a culture where we want, we, we, just, things want, we just want it right away. We just want it now. You know, whatever it is, fast food. Why do we want fast food? It's convenient. We don't have to go through the trouble of, you know, picking out vegetables, picking out all these healthy things to make a healthy meal. Why do we turn to gambling and the lottery? You just think one day you're just going to hit that jackpot and you're just life, your life is just going to be, whoo. You know what I mean? Instant. Instant. Why do people turn to prostitution? They can't wait for marriage. They can't wait for marriage. So I, I just want instant gratification now. And it's because we don't see the damage that it does just inside of our hearts. And so many times we do that with the promises of God also. You know, God, you promised me this. God, you promised me that. When do I want it? I want it now. If I don't get it now, what happens? Okay, I I knew it. I knew it. Forget, Forget it, God. And what ends up happening is we build an inconsistent lifestyle. The faith that you have been fighting is no longer, right? It's no longer consistent. You broke the pattern. And it doesn't mean that God cannot use you. God can still use you. You know what I mean? Just because that, you know, there's plaque built up in your arteries and your heart, it doesn't mean your blood or your, your heart stops pumping blood. It could still use you. God could still use you, you know. But, man, I'm not here just to survive. I'm here to live, to be alive, to conquer. You know what I mean? I'm not just here to survive. So compromise. We compromise because we want immediate change. We want to see immediate change. The heart. We don't, we stop exercising. We stop eating right because we don't see immediate change. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the, 
you know how you measure how healthy your heart is? It's, it's through stuff like this. You know, like that thing you put around your arm. <laughs> I know, you know what? I graduated from UC Davis, exercise bio major. I should, I should know this thing, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. But you know what? That's, that's how they measure. They don't... It's, it's not... You can't physical, physically feel or see it, but you measure it. You measure it. You can't tell that you've been diagnosed with high blood, or high blood pressure or high blood col- or cholesterol, right? Yeah. You don't know how high your cholesterol levels are. You can't feel it. You think you feel it, but you, can't, you actually cannot feel it. And we give up. We just, we, we, it leads us into despair. Because it says, God, if you can't do this now, then forget it. And what ends up happening is that we take it into our own hands. And we do it in our own way. We compromise. What does compromise mean? Out of definition, but compromise, it's making a settlement that is lesser. In the dictionary, it says you're making a settlement that is lesser. And God has great, promises great things. And there are some great things waiting out there in the world. But just because you don't see it, we just compromise. We just settle. We just settle for what's in, in front of us. And you know what that'll do? That'll do. Maybe it will do. Maybe fast food will get you through the day. But you know what? Like I said, I'm here to, you know, enjoy this world, eat some good food, you know, try everything that's out there. I just don't want to survive. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and I feel like God is saying today that he wants to heal your heart. Yeah. He wants to make you feel alive, yeah, yeah. feel the things that you have never even felt before or the lost things. Things that you used to feel that you become numb to because the source of blood, the source of life, it has been cut off. God wants you to feel again today. He wants to restore your heart, make it new. Amen. Um, turning to one story of the Bible, you know, compromise, it kills. Compromise, the very same compromise, it put Jesus on the cross. And when we look at the story of Pontius Pilate, I'm just going to read it for you. It says, Now at the feast, he was accustomed to releasing one prisoner to them, whomever they requested, and there was one named Barabbas, who was chained with his fellow rebels. They had committed murder in the rebellion. Then the multitude, crying out loud, began to ask him to do just as he had always done for them. But Pilate answered them, saying, Do you... Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? For he knew that the chief priest had handed him over because of envy. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd so that he should rather release Barabbas to them. Pilate answered and, de- and said to them again, What then do you want me to do with him, whom you call the king of Jews? So they cried out loud, Crucify him. Then Pilate said to them, What? What evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, Crucify him. So Pilate, wanting to gratify the crowd, released Barabbas to them. And he delivered Jesus after he had scourged, or scourged him to be crucified. You know, it's, P.P. said to me when he, when he gave me the pulpit on Sunday. So, so for those who, who don't know, I was right up here. He's like, stand right here, stand right here. Oh, okay, what am I doing here? Right? And he said, this young man right here, he's going to be preaching Thursday Thunder. And this is the first time he's known about it. I was like, oh, 
oh, snap. And then he said to me, knowing is half the battle. You got four days. And you know, Pontius Pilate, he knew. He knew with his mind that Jesus was innocent. You know, but his heart, he just left it here. He didn't let it infiltrate his heart. You know, knowing is half the battle. It starts in the mind, but it finishes in the heart. Because this is where life flows. Whatever, right? It says, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. This is where your life flows. And so we may think one thing, but if it doesn't allow, if we don't allow that to go into our hearts, it just, it's just knowledge. It's just, it's just knowledge. And so that's why, you know, um, my favorite life verse, Paul says to take captive your thoughts. To take captive your thoughts. Why? Because this is where it begins. If you let things fester in your mind for too long, what happens? It goes down into your heart. And once your heart understands it, then your body, the way you speak, right? The language of faith, it deteriorates. You don't speak the same language anymore. Your body, it doesn't want to do the same things anymore because your heart has been cut off from the source of life. You have contaminated it with evil thoughts. So that's why Paul says to take captive every thought because once you think it, you grab it and throw it away. The moment something enters, it's impossible not to think it, but you could, you, could, you, could, you, could, you could get it away, right? You may think it, but it's your control. You have control whether you want it there or you want to fill it with something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the moment it enters into our mind, sometimes I just, uh, uh, okay, I'm not thinking that anymore, right? I literally shake my head, try to get it out of my mind. I try to think about other things because I know, I know once it comes in here, it's game over. It's game over. You know, um, I was in a, or I was trying to be in, a, in this relationship um, that was ungodly. You know what I mean? And, um, but the attraction was there. Like, I could not stop, right? Mercy. But I knew. In my mind, I knew. I knew she wasn't the one. I knew she wasn't walking with the Lord. I knew that, you know, this, this was not it. This was not the woman that God has set apart for me. But I still... I still was like, I had these like attachment feelings, you know, like I just could not stop contacting her. We could not stop talking to each other. Why? Because I did not guard my heart. I let her into my heart and I let, I gave her a piece in my heart. And once that happens, you know it's game over. And yes, I got through it. And yes, God could redeem you. But it saves us the trouble of having to deal with all of that, you know, because the moment it's in there, it's in there. And whether you like it or not, you're going to feel it. And so that's why you guys are always here. You can learn it the hard You know, when you're teaching kids, you can learn it the hard Do you want the easy way or do you want the hard way? Which one do you want? Right? It literally means you don't have to experience some things in life to learn. You know, there are things that you could just abstain away from. Yeah. And so the solution. One is primary prevention. So I learned this in college. You know, my professor told me, you know what? Why do you guys brush your teeth? Why do you guys brush your teeth? I'm like, so they're clean. Like, they stay white, you know? But, but he, he proposed to this idea. He said, you know, when you guys brush your teeth, you don't start brushing because there's, it's already, you know, destroyed. 
that you got flak buildup, you got mold, whatever it is that, you know, that's, that's probably not even right. Plaque, plaque, I meant plaque. Houston Davis, whoo, go Aggies. But you know, he said to me, why do you guys brush your teeth? It's because you don't brush your teeth once you get the disease. You brush your teeth to prevent diseases. You know, that's one way. And that's one way that we could fight um, this high blood cholesterol, high blood pressure, diabetes, obesity, by primary prevention. Not when you're obese and you're like, oh, you know what? I got to work out. But you prevent it. You prevent it by just exercising 30 minutes a day. 30 minutes a day, you get your heart rate up, you get um, you know, your blood flowing, and um, that, they recommend you 30 minutes a day, you'll live, and you'll decrease the rates of um, getting type 2 diabetes, type 1 diabetes, obesity, all that stuff. But why don't we do it? It's because we don't see. We don't see the effect that it has. Yeah. And so our life of pursuit of holiness, sometimes we don't see the good things. Yeah. You know, we're pursuing this holy life, but God... Man, you see other neighbors, you see uh, non-Christians excelling in their jobs, excelling in their field, whatever it is, and you've been following this pursuit of holiness, right? Right girl, but this person, he gets with the, you know, the right girl right away, whatever, right? And you feel like, man, is this all worth it? Is this all worth it to me? But it's because, man, you know what? We believe in a God that we cannot see. And just like today... He's doing a marvelous work in our lives that we cannot see yet. And PB, you know, he always says, I I got this verse from him, you know, but the revealed things belong to us, but the secret things belong to God. Ezekiel 36, 26 through 27 says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh and I'll put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. He says he will give me a new heart. You know, yes, primary prevention, that's, that's, our, that's our pursuit. You know, we're living this holy lifestyle. We're in the pursuit of holiness. But sometimes, you know, when we get there, then what do we do? Yeah. I, already, I already have this, you know, high blood pressure. I already have junk in my heart. But God says he will give you a new heart. Yeah. He will put a new spirit inside of you. Yeah. An agent, you know, that no world can create. That will push out every plaque, every junk inside of you. All it takes is that you open your heart to the right person. Yeah, yeah. And that's Jesus. You guard your heart to the world, but you have to open your heart to the one that created you, the one that knows your heart, the one that knows how your heart works, your heart functions. So today, God, he wants you to open your heart today. All it takes is one opening of the heart. And God, he knows exactly what to do. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Let's bow our heads.
Yeah, just like uh, you know, the song that we sang earlier, God wants to renew you. He wants to renew your heart. There's some plaque. There's some fatty materials inside of your heart that you've been just letting it live there for too long. And God wants to remove that today. God wants to make you feel alive today. The heart is the most alive when it's running. Our hearts, we're the most alive when we're doing the will of God. For Jesus said, my food is to do, do the will of God. We are the most alive when our hearts are beating for Jesus, when it's pumping for Jesus. And God wants you to feel again today things that we have become numb to, things that we have forgotten about. God wants to renew your heart so every other area of your life is replenished. It is nourished by the Spirit of God. Just open up your hearts today. God knows your heart. God knows your heart. He created it. Your heart was made to worship Him and to experience life abundant. I know sometimes it's hard, you know, like you don't want to open up your heart. You don't want to go through this whole process, but that's going to give you freedom. Do you trust Jesus today? I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh, one that is alive and I will put my spirit inside of you and, you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. You know, sometimes when you've been eating healthy for so long, you don't want that other stuff anymore. You know, you don't want that other stuff anymore. It becomes your new way of life. I just feel like the Holy Spirit is drawing up hearts. If you guys have been, there's some of you out there that have been closed hearts. You gotta let things just linger there too long. But God wants to free you today. And I believe that God will even heal your physical hearts today. God wants to renew your heart. And so I invite you up here today. Take courage. Take courage. Do not lose heart. Take courage. And I invite you up today to give your hearts to the Lord and allow Him to heal you today. Yeah, I don't know if you are feeling it where you're sitting, but as soon as Jason started to pray, I just felt this increased manifest presence of the Lord where my body started to like kind of shake a little bit. So I, I mean, that's just a sign that God wants to do some spiritual heart surgery. He wants to remove some plaques. 
you didn't you didn't you don't know how much plaque has been built up around your heart and you don't even know for how long you have stopped feeling the things that you felt before or you don't even know what you are missing out and God is saying tonight I want to remove the plaques around your heart your spiritual heart so that you will live again that you will live the life abundant once again and I just hear the Lord some of you your heart has been dull and God wants to remove the dullness he wants to he wants to just just bring that sensitivity back and a lot of times like he said earlier when you keep using the dead things it becomes more dull and you've learned to rely on the dead things in your life and you've been okay with it but the lord is saying i'm about to give you a new heart when you use living things the more you use the more sharper it becomes the lord says it is time it is time for you to stop reusing the dead dull things he wants you to give you a living thing that it will become more sharp. I want you to stand up in the presence of God right now. And if any one of this applies to you, whether it is God removing plaques or God taking away that dead things that you've been relying on so that you could you could once again receive that living thing that you will be sharpened once again. If any one of this applies to you, I want you to lift your hands. And I want you to lift your hands and just like he said, open your heart. Open your heart. Remove that thought that says, "Why well, tried this before? I don't want to do this again." Father, I silence that lie of the enemy that kept your sons and daughters, God, from living life abundant life lord the lie that says it will not change the lie that says it will be the same father we silence that lie we remove that lie we break the power of those lies some of you you've been carrying a broken heart and you're comfortable there and you know i'm thinking of someone's few of you specific some of you and when i see some of you walking with that broken heart it breaks my heart because you're so much greater but imagine god looking down on you just embracing that broken heart and not allowing God or his people out of fear out of abandonment out of rejection you've closed your heart and the Lord is hurting for you and your father is saying it's time son daughter not later not when enough people come around you the way you want them to not when this person or that person reaches out to you no more it starts tonight god is saying my time for for your heart to be mended for you to walk in your kingdom victory wholeness health it's now so father with hands lifted up hearts open Holy Spirit remove 
the plaques right now in Jesus' name. Hurt, discouragement, disillusionment, trauma, abandonment, unforgiveness, bitterness. God, remove the plaques right now from the hearts of your sons and daughters. God, just my heart is crying out, no more. Do not walk with it. Do not live with it anymore. Open your heart. And God is saying, let me touch your heart. Let me touch your heart, son. Let me remove that heart, son. Let me take out that discouragement, daughter. Allow the Holy Spirit to touch you right now. I know right now God is touching. God is 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 touching your hearts right now. But some of, and and God is doing it right where you are. He's doing it right now. I could sense over some of you. He's doing it. Some of you, you need to come to the front because you need our hands to be laid on your physical body, and our hands will represent the hand. Of your heavenly Father, Jesus, Jesus, come on! It's now. Come as you walk to the front. Lift your hands, and I want you to believe it. I want you to believe that the Spirit of God is here. Spirit of God is here. Come on, I want God. I pray right now, God, sensitize our five senses to Your presence, God. Father, we come against every lie of the enemy. God, You want to do some heart surgery right now, God. Father, remove God. Remove the plagues, God. God, it kept us from sensing Your presence. It kept. God, he kept us, God, from from facing the truth of Jesus Christ over our lives, God. Right now, God.
Can we have all of our lay pastors and our directors come? Come pray.
I want you to continue to seek the face of God at the altar. But the rest of you, I want you to lift your hands to God right now. Let me just bless you. Father, I bless every son, every daughter, God. Father, I thank you that you're going to show every one of your sons and daughters, God, how to walk in health, God. Spiritual health, physical health, relational health. Mental health, emotional health, Lord. Father, I thank you that you have removed every plaque. Father, help them. Help every son, every daughter, God, to maintain. God, and not allow things to build up around their hearts. Because of pain or hurt, Lord. I bless you in Jesus' name. And I want to just close... Uh, the service so that some of you if you need to go God bless you but I just feel like for some of us in the front God is not done and we're not gonna just uh, close it just because it's time to go but rest of you if you need to go God bless you we'll see you this Sunday or non-members we'll see you next month but you don't have to rush out amen all right God bless you